Yeah. All right. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. We're in the building. Well, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we got quite a few people. What kind of wings? What kind of wings? We talking lemon pepper joints? What we doing with the wings? I saw a few people talking about uh, they doing wings. I see somebody uh, talking about they're gonna get the get the TV popping with the with the with the video with the visuals. Yeah, you know I mean, players. I know y'all got to be doing something for it, but your your favorite group is Earth, Wind, the Fire. What you gonna be doing? Um, well, it, it's actually gonna be on the same time as the uh, women's uh, national championship game tonight. So we're gonna have the side by sides popping. Um, you're gonna have a game on mute, though, right? Oh, yeah, the game's, the game's gonna be um turned down, but um, I know up in my in my joint, it's gonna be the um the versus battle with the uh national championship battle uh side by side, so yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a it's a beautiful day, you know, where a lot of things are culminating together True. to um, bring it back. Who, who in the natty? Because I don't even know who in the natty. On the women's side, it's uh, Arizona and it's um, Stanford. Okay, okay. So, that yeah, should I be mean, good. The, the, women, the women's tournament has been very competitive so far. Some very good games going down to the wire. So uh, tonight should be no different, hopefully. All right. I ain't mad at that. I might uh, see if we can get the, the hosts where I'll be at the, to – Instead of doing six, the so, setup um, that you got going on. off a little bit before the uh, versus battle. Was it like, what, 637? The game, the, the, the women's game starts at six, and I think the versus battle starts at seven. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. USC, I I just been out of the sports loop. I got to, I got to catch the national championship. At least try to watch one from both, uh, both of the sides of the tournament. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. What you got for the Black Awareness Rally moments? Well, I think we already talked about two of them. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, for the Miss Black Awareness uh, pageant, I was going to talk about the women's NCAA. Um, you know, not just tonight's championship game, but the entire tournament so far has been um, very good. Um, tonight we have a um, another black women coach that's trying to, to, to win a national championship, Arizona's coach, um, Miss Ada Barnes. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll give a shout out to her. Um, we had two black women coaches in the fi- in the final four. We had Don Staley, the second black coach to win it. And, um, Carolyn Peck won it way back in the day for, um, as a coach at Purdue. So, um, you know, I want to give a shout out to, to the tournament and how everything has played out on that side to the women's side. It's been very competitive, and um, I think the sport continues to grow. Actually, um, when the Final Four was here a couple of years ago, um, me and my wife we attended it. It was it was an awesome event to be a part of. So, um, so big up to the um, to the women's Final Four. That's my Miss Black Women pageant uh, moment for this week. All right, uh, let me let me find mine because I. Uh, I didn't write it down this week. Yeah, I got to fix that, man. I've been doing that too many times. But uh, I had a chance to catch that. Uh, we was talking about Issa Rae last week, briefly, and I thought about um how we uh we were asking her to, well, not her, but other people like her to do do more and. I want to kind of give her a shout out. I know this is from last year, a whole year ago, but uh, I was like, you know, she did that movie Lovebirds. That was outside the wheelhouse. It was a rom-com, but it was a crime film and an action film too. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, But my official nominee for the Black Awareness pageant is Miss Angela Dawson and how she's trying to help create wealth through farming. Uh, Excuse me. She uh she's trying to dispel the myth that you know farmers are usually white folk or Latin people, Latin descendants, and uh, she wants to help everybody figure out that they can get paper by farming. Uh, she's a fourth generation farmer based in Minnesota, and she's the founder of the Forty Acres Cooperative, reclaiming the farmer narrative for Black farmers 
and also involves reclaiming the farms that were stripped away from them. So, uh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, not only is she uh, trying to teach new folk how to get in the game and get some paper from it, she's trying to restore justice. So um, shout out to Angela Dawson of the 40 Acres Cooperative. Not to be confused with Spike Lee's Entertainment Production Company, but uh, true to the name, literally trying to get people their acres back. So shout out to Angela Dawson. That's 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 big because um, you know food is sustainability. Mm-hmm. That's something that's gonna you know be able to carry people on or you know keep people yeah. working um, to the end of time. So um, shout out to her for doing something that is meaningful to people and something that is going to continue to um, you know put people in a life to where they can uh, take care of their families. So mm. big ups, big ups, big ups. Okay. okay. Where you going next? Where you going next? Man, for my community moment, I was going to give a shout out to uh, Killer Mike and the Greenwood Bank. Um, they've been able to raise uh, forty million dollars so far mm-hmm. um, from, from investors that are, you know, putting money behind the bank. I know that they they started their their enrollment period where people can sign up and uh, create. Uh, bank accounts. I don't think people can actually um, use them yet, but I, I know people have been able to sign up and get on the waiting list. So I know that's something that we talked about, mm-hmm. um, you know, previous episodes for our Black Awareness Rally. We just want to give people an update that is something that continues to grow and is going well as they've been able to raise a lot of funds um, to back the bank. And, and they got some, they got some, uh, you know, funding and backing from some major financial institutions as well. So um, people are taking this seriously and um, they're putting their um, pledge, you there? You there? Um, not only will continue to grow for this particular uh, bank, but also it'll be a trend um, growing all over. So I got you. You kind of cut out Shout for out. a second. I think it's my fault. Let me, let me see. Oh, no. Pledge, you there? You there? Rose on me. Ah, oh, man. Y'all, forgive us. Forgive us. What's going on? What's going on, good people? Internet world. Can y'all still hear me? We we still good? I can hear you. You can hear me? All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, shout outs to uh, Greenwood Banking. Continue to do a darn thing. Uh, can't get much done without paper, so hopefully we can get some fair lending practices done in that banking system. And uh, can't get them done there. We can't get them done nowhere. Yeah, that's just pretty much <laughs> how I'm thinking about it. So uh, let's go, Killer Mike and the crew. Uh, my my uh, community moment is going to hold on. Somebody text me saying no volume. My community moment is going to a group of people that uh, came under fire a lot in the last six months to a year. Uh, Ice Cube being chief among them, Byron Allen being another person. Uh, we got people that were going head-to-head with GM and the founder of GM for not being willing to meet with black executives uh, and just putting on blast for having some I mean, that's a pretty racist tendency, not even being willing to meet with them. So um, Byron Allen, um, Ice Cube, and I believe the founder of Ebony and Jet Magazine were forming an alliance to let her know that, yo, we're not with that. Um, her being the, the uh, current owner of GM. Let me get the uh, exact details. Uh, Mary Barra. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the CEO of uh, GM, because what it was is that GM was not putting their advertising dollars mm-hmm. behind um, Black-owned businesses. Right. And they were they were putting it behind what they what they consider minority-owned businesses, which also included, um, you know, businesses that are owned by women. Um, and so they were saying that their minority advertising was on par with other companies, but their Black... Um, um, advertising dollars were, were not, you know, yeah, I think it was like 0.05% of what they were putting their advertising dollars in. 
And we know that, you know, um, you know, you drive a GM vehicle, I've driven GM vehicles. We know that, you know, we are consumers of, of GM. And so, you know, it, it's only right for the advertising dollars to be dispersed um, to, to black run mm-hmm. businesses and black owned or corporations. So that's what, that's what a lot of people were frustrated with is that, um, that these black media companies were not getting this, that, the advertising dollars um, from GM. Um, the way they should have. So. so, man, we got a lot of people out here that uh, maybe I tell y'all a story about an Uber ride I caught from the airport yesterday, with a uh, fellow that was saying, you know, things aren't great for the country because black people weren't <laughs> black people aren't aren't working hard enough to get stuff done. So, uh, now he was giving me a bootstrap speech about how if they just try it harder, you know, things would be fair and that there's no secret boogeyman called systemic racism keeping people down. But you know, there's a there's a stat for you. You got four companies that are definitely doing things on their own merit and you're still running into obstacles. So uh you know, I didn't get into a back and forth with him. I just wanted to hear his viewpoint on things and it would have been real nice to Hear his opinion on that information, but you didn't invite him on the show. <laughs> uh, I don't know that that might be something funny. We might have to get us a white conservative baby boomer to come on here and talk to us one time, just to pick their brain about why America is in such dire straits culturally. So, and, uh, and honestly, I think that's one thing that's kind of getting lost with the cancel culture is that um, people. I don't know if they're afraid or people aren't open to dialogue anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like whenever somebody hears a, a differing opinion, they, they think that the person, you know, is, is, you know, is just out to get them and they, and they try to get that person canceled. But I mean, kudos to you for, you know, hearing, hearing that, that uh, person out and hearing what they have to say. And, you know, even though they are wrong in their assessment, yeah. You know, it's still a conversation that can be had, you know, to kind of bridge the gap um, between um, right and wrong. So as I said, I, I think that's one thing that I'm starting to see is that as soon as somebody has a different opinion, it's, it's you know, people just put their guard up and their defenses up and, right, and right. You know, also listen to each other. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was definitely uh, noticed yesterday. I tried to drive that point home with him. I was like, yo, man, you know, I hear all these wonderful things that you're saying about, you know, we need to open school. You know, he he literally is like he was reading from a script that, you know, get put together by Trump and Fox News and maybe the QAnon conspiracy theorists. And at every turn, you know, I was trying to get him to share something that would be a deviation from the script. And I just kept asking him. I was like, okay, you know. All right, the Republicans are bad. I mean, the Democrats are bad. The lefties are soft. Colleges are making people soft. You know, open up the economy, let states open. And I just kept asking, I was like, well, there's a huge divide on all those topics. Every topic you went to, you know, it's a big polarizing topic. I was like, what can we do to get people to unite so that we can have some understanding so we can move forward? And he couldn't couldn't stray away from the topic. And uh, he even got to the point where he went into – if black people just stopped having babies out of wedlock and went to college and waited till after marriage and got a good job and got a good education, America would be all right. And I was just like, oh, okay. And at one point he started talking about how teachers are the reason that kids are committing suicide because they're refusing to go back to work. And I just was like, man, you just really stepping in it. But at no point did I go, well, you know, I'm a product of a single parent home. And I'm a teacher. I just kind of let him ramble, ramble, ramble. And I was like, he he really doesn't have any original thoughts in his head. I was like, okay, you give me all these issues. How can we fix them? What's the solution? He he couldn't come up with one. So uh, I think a lot of people might be like him in terms of the conspiracy theories that we hear from black people. You know, the issues white people claim that are happening, political divide. People don't have answers. They just want to say something's wrong. And they want to point the finger. So uh, I don't want to sound like them. So, solution, solution, solution. Anyway, that was funny. That happened yesterday. 
wonder what Glenn would have thought about uh, GM not wanting to send that money over to the black folk that were applying for it. And definitely, I know they meet the criteria. So anyway, enough about that, dude. Uh, I think it's safe to say our sports and entertainment bit is going to be the versus battle tonight. Just like we started the show talking about. Uh, if you guys are not familiar, Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Isley Brothers are going to have a versus battle tonight at 8 p.m. Um, you can find it on Triller, Instagram. I don't even know if it's on Apple TV anymore, but y'all watch that. Have a good time. Play it who you got, who you got, who you think is going to oh, have you know, the Earth better head to head. No, man, don't be biased, man. Pledge's favorite fire, musical fire. group is Earth, Wind, and Fire. Don't be biased. Knockout. It's going to be a knockout. Knockout. So they go. They go twenty rounds. Now we we'll, we'll say the second time. Players got Earth one to fight. Hey, y'all, let us know who y'all think gonna win. Let's let's get into it real quick so we can have a good time with that because I know this first topic is gonna be a bit of a uh, a buzz kill for some of us, especially on Easter Sunday. <laughs> Pledge you you finna step in it. Here you go. I'm, I'm gonna give you the ball. You finna run this ISO. I, I'll be setting the screens. Let me know what you want me to do. <laughs> Let's go, let's go, let's get to it. Uh, all right. I don't even like that. I don't even like that. Let me let me do my, my regular. Oh, you know what? This is my whole computer. All right, anyway. All right, y'all, topic number one. Uh says, what is the big deal about Lil Nas X's new song? Um, that song came with a video and subsequently some sneakers. Pledge, this yours. What you want to do now? It's not mine, but um, but no, I mean, as I mean, said, I, idea, not, it, it's not his. I did, yeah. I did see the, I did see the video. It was, uh, it was very uh, different from from the song that he originally came out with, mm-hmm. uh, "Old Old Country Road." But even his, in his defense of what he was saying, he said that old is it Old Town Country Road or whatever it is, the Old Town Road. Old Town Road, he was saying that that song was about drinking lean and adultery. Like, that that's what... It, it is, but... Because so, people were categorizing it as a kid's song. So, I guess Lil, uh, Lil Nas X has been uh, trolling with us this entire time. But he actually came out with a children's book based on the song. So, I think he, at one point he was trying to cater to the, to the kids to, I guess, ride out that popularity. Okay. But, so- I mean, I think it's... I, 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 could see where it's very controversial and a polarizing topic of him you know releasing a video to where um it explores his um I mean, he's been open about his his homosexual um identity and um and i guess is is that worship of the devil i mean explain i mean you're more of an artist than i am so explain that the the devil correlation um to me i didn't see the video uh haven't heard the song but i've seen enough pictures and clips and gifs and heard enough people talking about it to uh safely say that he's trolling us uh the, now let me ask you this why was it a conscious decision not to listen to this song or watch the video i mean was you just trying uh to- i i didn't I honestly didn't like take a stance on it. Yeah, I didn't take a stance on it because I don't really listen to like he's made songs in between, you know, Old Town Road and this one. So uh obviously didn't garner as much attention. Right, 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 right. But uh I just I've been busy, man. Like it it wasn't a space like he don't make the music that I, I can kinda work to, so to speak. Yeah. So I don't really have like a space to listen to his music unless it's like at a party. So in the, in the past couple weeks, it's just been a lot of, you know, doing graphics, doing work at the job, getting ready, transitioning. So between that and listening to other podcasts to learn in the news and listening to music, like instrumentals that just kind of make it easy for me to work. I didn't have time to check out the song. Uh, but uh, I do know that he, he, he replied to all the backlash, and he he's he's trolling, man. It's it's master master trolling. Uh, as I understand it, he let out a tweet that said, "Uh, you know, 
All his life he had been told he was going to go to hell for being a homosexual person. And he said the video was saying to the devil and the people that told him that growing up, you know, F you. And he insinuated the F you by literally effing Satan. So, you know, it was a F you to Satan and the concept of hell and F you to the people that, you know, he felt made his, his life existentially harder. So, I mean, that's, that's what he feel. I can't say nothing about that. Uh, but to the reaction to everything, as an artist, that's a perfect job. He got exactly what he wanted. People so, fell for it. So as an artist, it created a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a polarizing topic. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was breaking records for views and it was streaming at number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the artistry of it and the visual presentation of it, like people were, you know, despite the message that was being sent, people were kind of raving saying that visually it was most like kind of, you know, the the most appealing video that they've seen in, in years or whatever yeah. with all the visuals of it. So, I mean, as, and then, and then he sold out a shoe in a minute. One whole minute. minute. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess if you're looking at it, you know, if, and I, and I guess that the company that he partnered with mischief, I guess that's what they, they're, they're just a company that kind of trolls what's popular at the time. I mean, do you have any background on, on the mischief brand? Uh, outside of the two articles, I didn't, I didn't, and I didn't do a ton of research, but I know they're in a long line, a long tradition of we're going to make art that pokes and prods and just kind of forces people to check their sensibilities. Um, and they said in a couple of statements in reaction to the, the backlash that everything that they do is making people question their, their worship and just like they're unchecked following of symbolism that are symbols that are associated with different aspects of society. And they thought it would just be really awesome to take on the the image and the the symbolism of Satan and hell, because it's such a easy thing. It has so many symbols and issues surrounding it. They thought it would just be like real easy to get people mad. And now let me ask you this though. Do you think they timed this up with Easter? They timed up what? Do you think they timed this up with Easter? <sighs> At least, I mean, Easter's today. This is this Sunday. All this I, I, I say, yeah. Um, I, I want to believe, uh, for those of us that don't know, Mischief is a group of artists that they make you know different types of art, but they've been in the spotlight multiple times for things that they've done to Nike shoes. Um, the Nikes are the Air Max 97s. Players, you can grab that gray pair, the um, talent ones you got, so people can see them. They keep, the Mischief is a group that keeps buying these shoes and then they alter them and then sell them to people. And so once people uh, find out that they've altered a pair of those specific shoes, um, they sell them for thousands of dollars. And so it's good business. It's great art. Uh, and this this Lil Nas X situation is just the latest effort in them getting tons of money for making art that would make people flip out. So, yeah, and I mean it's as I said, I like the Air Max ninety seven, as you see. It, it, yeah, yeah. Here, um, that black and blood red goes hard in the paint. I can't front like right, right. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, but it's a, it's a classic, timeless color combination. You know what I mean? I'll say yeah, but I'm sur- I'm pretty sure the people at Nike was like, why have we never released that in black and blood? Right. Red? Like you could have, you could have gave <laughs> gave it the Arizona State Sun Devils and just made a ton of paper. Like you know, we got it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it shows you how hard the paint '97, the uh, Air Max '97 goes. Um, with that being said, I know that me and you talked about it. Um, is Nike right to sue Mischief? Um, 100% they are right to 
uh, sue Mischief for uh, <coughs> taking their product and selling it, you know, as their own. So, um, and I know, I know you have different thoughts and opinions on that. So, uh, Nike. I mean, Nike's doing what major corporations do. Uh, Nike, yeah, they. That's it. Uh, I think it's BS, but I know the game. I know how it gets played. Uh, I heard somebody that I think is way smarter than me, smarter than me, at marketing and advertising, named Steve Stout. He put it this way. He was like, "Man, anytime a company sees a controversial thing happen with their company pop up in the New York Post, that's when they begin to care." Before it makes the New York Post, they do not care. They don't care about the scandal. They're not even paying attention to it. But the second it hits, you know, the front page of the New York Times and New York Post, they got to step in and be like, oh, no, we had nothing to do with this. We knew nothing about it. And it's true. They don't care. They don't care. They didn't know. So they, it's obvious they don't care. So, you know, Nike's just doing the song and dance, man. It's, it's just that's the, the company line. Uh, yeah, I think they had to because people actually thought it was a Nike release. Yeah, yeah. And so, and people were like, "Oh, people were associating Nike with with devil worship and and all this stuff and satanic messages." And um, Nike Which, had to come and 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 clean that up because, of course, I would hope that Nike's not associated with it because that would mean I would have to find. Um, <laughs> man, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm say something right now that's gonna make everybody mad. I ain't gonna stop wearing Nikes, even if they did associate with the devil. How about that? What you gonna do? I got a pair of Nikes on right now. Let me, let me show you. You know what I mean? Kill shots. Yes, sir. What you know kill about shot. that? Got the classic kill shots on. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody mad about the kill shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? But nah, man, it's it's master patroller, man. I, I think it's a it's a it's a great job. And like you were saying last week, anytime we can get somebody to put that much attention and that many pairs of eyes on your artwork keep doing what you're doing the shoes sold out for a thousand dollars a pop in less than yeah. a minute and they ain't they ain't buy 666 pairs no doggone black nikes they ain't, i mean there's no blood in the shoe it's just it's great marketing to get you mad to just make you think that all of this has something to do with satan and people love talk about satan so uh, hey, tell your uncle I got a pair of Air Force Ones back here too, man. You got a pair? You got one pair? I got a pair, I got a pair of Air Force Ones. You don't, you don't love them. He said he loves them. He did, man. Show on the bottom. Show on the bottom. You got to show on the bottom. See, look at them things. Golly, boy. <laughs> boy one of the homies we got called, called them liquor bottoms. They so clean you can lick them. Yes. Yeah. That joke. I got I to gotta yeah. get another pair of mine. Mine got the crease in them. I got to get another pair. You know, it's time to switch them up. Hey, uh, Mr. Smith, we 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 love shoes on the show, man. As you can see by the, the collection by behind pledge, we we try to keep us a nice path on deck. So, uh, we go, we gonna have a show about the um the current sneakerhead industry. We're gonna have a show about that in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, let's we we kind of here now. Mischief, I'm willing to say there are a couple of sneakerheads because uh, what was that 2019, 2017, no 2018. They bought another pair, uh, not another pair, but they took another Air Max 97 and customized it. And they told people that they put water from the Jordan River in it and, uh, called it holy water. And they put crucifixes, little metallic crucifixes on every pair that they sold. So the yeah, best thing to do to defeat this is just ignore it. Huh? Then they sell. Then they sell those for even more than the Nas X. Yeah, they went for like tens of thousands of dollars. I think they went for like thirty grand. Y'all just falling for the okie doke, man. Now let me say this to the parents out there: you got kids, and you ain't had the conversation with them about how to ingest this kind of imagery and this information, and you think your kid might be listening to Lil Nas X. You gonna have a gonna have a job on your hands because Lil Nas X is everywhere. Uh, he's on all the socials got a really big following and if you're really concerned about that then you might need to do a little reevaluation of how you're going to deal with it but as far as me man i was like oh man good marketing 
That's, that's all I thought about it. Good marketing by uh, Lil Nas X. Good marketing by Mischief. And Nike. <laughs> but think about it. Nike had to come out and be like, oh, no, that wasn't us. But Nike just sold, you know, they sold them at retail, obviously, but they still moved some units. So, man, kudos to them, man. That, I thought that was ingenious. Uh, anybody out there in TV land, what y'all think about it, man? Did y'all think that, that Lil Nas X was doing too much? Do you think any time that somebody intentionally tries to stir the pot with art is just doing too much? Because, you know, Dennis Rodman, Andre 3000, uh, Young Thug, uh, who else can we think of that are provocative people, provocative artists and entertainers that, do things uh, to 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 shine a light on something that they think is important. Uh, I think nowadays it's it's hard to are they doing it as an expression of themselves or are they doing it as a shock factor and like you say, just playing good on marketing. Uh, again, Steve Stout interview. He was like, "Man, back." 20, 30, 40 years ago, cats had to have talent to get famous. And it was like a, a direct correlation. You couldn't have one without the other. Now it's, they're at war with each other, talent and fame, right? And a lot of people are saying as long as they can get famous, they can pivot and make money off of it. And a lot of people are just doing stuff to be famous. So uh, take the Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion performance at the, the Grammys. CBS put that on the air because they know if they don't they don't rock with the most famous act right now they they ain't gonna have no station to you know put clean family centered TV shows on they they just kind of have to do what they got to do for the money so I think what we're seeing is the, the democratization of fame in the sense that okay I got a platform we all have platforms like you were saying last week I can do whatever I got to do to get this this platform white hot. So I can make money off of it. So uh, is that a sustainable model? I don't think so. Because some people abandon talent, as we see in most cases, in the name of being famous. So uh, <laughs> Andrew said Lil Nas X sucks. Hey, man, I don't think he's on the level of Jay-Z at rapping. But, you know, he's secured enough money for a generation of living. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That uh, Old Town Road, that's he's going to live off that for the rest of his life. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and country music embraced him. So that, that had crossover appeal. I'm sure that's going to be played in the next Jock Jams. <laughs> they still make Jock Jams? <laughs> I'm still getting played. The kids bops. You know what I mean? All the kids' bops gonna have that on there. It's it's hard to. I'm trying not to hate, man. I it ain't for me, so I don't think you care that it's not for me. That's that. Uh, I do. I think people should be upset and in an uproar because it's in the ether. Nah. Like. Republic, uh, Republican governors stop doing their job to tweet about it. It ain't that important. You ain't doing it to get more viewers. It's not that important. <coughs> so, I don't know, Pledge. How how would you feel as as a parent? How do you how do you how are you dealing with it? I mean, it's my it's my job to one um, understand. You know keep an eye on what my kids ingest as far as content. Um, so that's one thing. And it's another thing, it's another job of mine to make sure that I'm able to add context to what they see and able to um, explain to them what's right and what's wrong. And I think that, you know, as, as a Christian, we always talk about heaven in, in hell, mm -hmm. you know, as, as, as being realities or whatever. And so um, we always talk about the good part of you know heaven but we actually saw you know the bad parts um in this video or whatever and so i just think it's an opportunity for us to explain that there is good and evil 
um, in the world. And we, and no matter what, we have to choose um, good right. um, all times or whatever, even though the evil can be appealing in a fresh new pair of Air Max 97s. So, um, so yeah, so as I said, it, it, it is, it does come to down to the parents to um, have the conversations. Um, and and, it's, and, and it, I think it's one thing that really ha- hammers home is that you, you can't get too caught up in the, um, the artist. You just have to appreciate um, if you find some art that you rock with, just, just rock with that. You can't right. get too caught up in the person who's trying to deliver the message and, you know, and, and, and put them on a pedestal and try to amplify them because there's no telling what these people are all about Mm-mm. in their personal lives mm-hmm. or what message behind the scenes they're trying to send to us um through their through their music or what mischief they're up to <laughs> but um so yeah so that, those are the things that kind of hit home is that nobody um you know is perfect you know we see examples of it all the time in entertainment in sports when we you know whenever we put somebody on, on the pedestal you know somehow um you know they, they show that they're human as well yeah and that um, you know you just have to appreciate them for the contributions that they make in their arena and appreciate the contributions that they make to better humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't put that person on a pedestal and act like they're above, um, you know, above everybody else and can do no wrong. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I would, I get, I got students and I'm, if they ask me, the only thing I can think to say is he's trying to tell everybody that, leave people alone don't bully people don't discriminate against people don't harass people for living their life a different way than you do uh just you know treat people for the kindness and the deeds you know let them earn the treatment that they get but as long as they're not being violent as long as they're not being destructive in the manner that you think needs to stop leave them alone man let them let them do them and you, you focus on what you got to focus on. So, I mean, if Lil Nas X want to do all that hooping and hollering over there, all right, that's cool. But when he, if he not talking about killing babies and, you know, stealing and killing and robbing, all right, man, let the goofy be goofy. That's, that's all I got for that. Um, but I know he, he says he, he wants people to stop trying to bully and discriminate and harass kids for being homosexual. I agree with that. Don't don't bully people for that. Don't harass people for that. And definitely don't put your hands on them. So that's a message I can get behind. That's it. That's all I got. Uh, that's that's that on that for me. Uh, ain't nobody played the song yet, so I'm guessing it ain't that fire. So you say ain't nobody played it as far as like as as many people I've heard talking about it. I haven't seen a video. I haven't heard the audio clip of the actual song. So sounds like everything is just about the imagery. Gotcha. Yeah, like Old Town Road, there wasn't no video out. People was banging out in the, the YouTube videos, the Instagram posts. Like the kids was really feeling that and it was it was effective and it was making little parody videos about it. Dennis Rodman was making videos about it. Like the song was fire to people. This one, I just think people are just, their sensitivities got aggravated. So that's a good job in terms of just getting people to watch. That's all I got. Uh, Nike, you flaw for that, but I get it. It, it made, I'm saying it, it made the front news, front front page of the paper. You got to say something. Uh, that's, that's par for the course, man. Uh, mischief. I'm gonna have to dig, do some more digging with y'all, cause y'all y'all got a platform that y'all ain't missing. I'm, I'm gonna have to see what they they're really working with, cause uh, everything they dropping, they making millions of dollars off of it by making people mad. So, or or excited, like those uh, holy water joints. Joints was fire. Just no, you can't get a pat now, unless you want to drop a fifty grand for them. Nah, I, I ain't doing it. So that's that on that. Hey man, let's let's go topic two. Um, I ain't got no graphic for it because I tried to make one and my computer started freaking out. Uh, what y'all got, man? 
how y'all feeling about the versus battle? Who y'all got winning the versus battle? Who you got, Pledge? Who you got? Pledge, give us a a breakdown. Tell us who you got, why you got them, and what songs. If y'all don't know, the versus battle is a head-to-head matchup between two musical acts, and they go, they share 20 songs of theirs apiece. They go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They do a little talking in between. They talk about how they admire the other artists, and then the audience gets to judge who had the best set of 20 songs. Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, there there are no losers in this. Everybody's going to have a great time. It's going to be uh, an awesome show. I heard that Steve Harvey's hosting it. I mean, Steve I Harvey know. is indeed. That's official. So, I mean, that, that shows you how big of a deal this is for the community if we had to get Steve Harvey to come out mm-hmm. and host it. So, um, I mean, how I feel about it, I, I just feel like, um, you know, one, is Easter. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's it's. it's start of spring you know a new new time or whatever uh you know you got isley brothers you got uh, earth wind and fire you know two of my favorite bands of all time yeah coming together um you know if, if Lil Nas X wanted to talk about hell this is this is heaven's <laughs> reaction to that like this is this is guys I'm, I'm gonna win you know what I'm saying that's how I feel about it you know what I'm saying <laughs> This, this is this is this is Kevin's reaction to by giving us this gift on this day to show that he is risen. You know what I'm saying, so, <laughs> you he think this the, this the real Easter egg hunt? This is the real Easter egg hunt to show that he is risen. We get this gift on this day, so um, I'm stoked about it. As I said, man, I was looking for some linen. To put on, you know, I, don't have, I don't have any linen at all anymore. I don't have no linen, like so. I had to go to the to the next best thing, which is seersucker, um, you know, f- for the season or whatever. Yeah. Um, but if I had a linen pantsuit, I would be wearing it. That's you got, you got. That's a seersucker shirt. Is that a seersucker shirt you're wearing now? Yes. I can't. I can't make it out. The the light is too bright. Uh, but nah, man, you you listen, <clears throat> you right, man. It's a serious sucker with the pink pony. I, I'm pretty sure you got the same joint. Oh, that's the the uh, blue white pink. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got that one. Yeah, so, I I didn't even think to wear that, one, man. But yeah, but it's a festive occasion, so you got to play. Yeah, man. So Shoot, let me let me ask this: if I put on the white on whites, I mean, that, like how how much more, you know, like, but yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, so we about to see how many people been sampling their music. Dude, the song that I, the first song that I sent you, I did not know that was a Earth Wind and Fire song until like a year ago. I thought that was a Queen Queen Pen party in a party. I thought that was her joint, and then I found out I knew it was, it was a sample. I didn't know it was Earth Wind and Fire till today. Thanks. To I you. did not know it was an Earth Wind and Fire sample until like a year ago, and I was like, because that's. How you know how fire that song is? Yeah, it, it, it did not make one of their greatest hits album. That's how tight Earth Wind and Fire. That's how <laughs> deep the catalog is. So, so we we can go ahead and let the cat out the bag, I guess. Players think Earth Wind and Fire is going to win the versus battle. Players, what do you think the score is going to be? How about that? Let's let's do that. Um, I mean, if they doing twenty, yeah. I mean, Isley Brothers, they going. I'm gonna say thirteen, thirteen seven, fourteen six, maybe. To thirteen seven, thirteen six. I mean fourteen six. Seven or fourteen six. And you got the Isley Brothers winning? No, 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 no. First one fire winning, man. So you think it's gonna be that big of a gap, man? You think you think the Isley's gonna come out slouching that hard? That is gonna be like a six seven point gap. Well, it can only. I mean, eleven nine is a, is a win. So it yeah, be, yeah. I mean, I take eleven nine, but I'm like, dang, you think it's gonna be like fourteen six? All right. People gonna feel sorry for them, so they're gonna try to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, so. I I will say I will say this: the Osley brothers 
don't have hits that are as large as the Earth, Wind, and Fire hits. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire made uh, some Disney Pixar films. So, you know, we got kids that know some of this stuff that, you no know. No doubt that Earth, Wind, and Fire is a little bit more crossed over a little bit. Yeah, more. yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, so, in that regard, you know, they, they might, they definitely might do a better job with record sales. And I do think the Isley Brothers are What's crazy is Earth, Wind, and Fire is still considered like a black act, right? Like, we don't even question it. Like, it's no doubt, right? Nobody's questioning that. But they have that that white audience, too, because of the crossover appeal. But Earth, Wind, and Fire, I don't think they're that much they're that much bigger than the Osley Brothers band brand with the Osley Brothers being just a black act. I don't think I've heard a white person play Isaac Brother except for Who's That Lady. That might be like the only song. Yeah. I mean, I I, 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 I dig what you're saying. I dig what you're saying. That, um, I mean, I, I will say that the Isley Brothers, they might be a little bit more versatile because they can actually, they have some people that can actually like, um, I mean, they have some balance, you know, yeah. where they can slow it down a little bit. And so they might be a little bit more versatile because, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire was almost like pop before it was pop, right? You know, where right. it had kind of that, that crossover <clears throat> effect. Um, but I mean, the, the Isley Brothers had a, you know, they they had a strong run in the fifties and sixties where technically they was doing what was considered pop at the time, you know, uh, black records as they would call them. But you know, uh, it's your thing, do what you want to do. You know, that, yeah. that's a pop song. Uh, that kind of thing, like the harvest for the world thing. That's, I know that's kind of the label probably told them to make that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they just made a pivot in the seventies, boy. It just went real funky, real black. Oh, girl, give me that thing. Let me squeeze it. And he's like, wait, hold up, what? <laughs> Where that came from? You gotta remember Ronald Isley. He made like a personal, um, like resurgence in like the nineties. Yeah, yeah. We're not so, going to say how he did it, but he had a string of hits in the, in the 2000s. Yes, he did. I'm just going to leave it right there. I'm not even going to tarnish my dog name. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so Ronald Isley had a personal... I mean, and that's, a, and that's one thing, too, is that when you think of Earth, Wind, and Fire, there's not one prominent person you think of. But when you think of the I Isley, do. I think of Verdine White and Philip Bailey. Yeah, but, namely because Verdeen I mean, White looks like a cartoon caricature, <laughs> but that would shoot Philip Bailey too, actually. But Philip Bailey, come on now, we we need to put Philip Bailey up there with vocalists of all time, kind of stuff like goat vocalists. He he hit, he hit no sad. It's too. just it don't make sense. It's for the world. Thing. Yeah, it's just. But it, I think Ronald Isley is like a, a prominent face that everybody can recognize. Um, you know, not just people from that era. So. So, well, let me let me get my pick now. <clears throat> Since the verses is currently a black thing, and that black people will be the majority of the people watching it right now, because it's, it's changing because of the deal that they made with Peloton and, and, and Triller. But I think the black internet is going to give it to the Isleys. Only only because you know you got them hits that came in the two thousands. Uh, I like the way you move your body. I think the Isles is going to win. Let me ask this. Um, I think the Isles is going to win like 12-8. Yeah, I think like 12-8. Um, do you think the Isley brothers should be allowed to play Ron Isley's solo hits? It's probably only two because I think he might get in trouble if you play the ones with your boy. Um yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He he made a lot of collaborative songs with uh, R. Kelly, so yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if that'd be a smart move for him. Video, they had like a video series. Yeah, they, they was they was, like they was the putting out a lot of work together. It was like a production, and it, I want to say they had a play, didn't they? Or I mean, they like they was everywhere together for a while. Yeah, so I mean, like you say, that might sour some people if if they go too deep into the. But I mean, but I think that's that's one of the that resurgence that he had, kind of kept, um, you know, the Isley Brothers, um, 
kind of kept them popular to another generation. Yeah, it did reintroduce them. I'll say our generation because now I know that our parents was making sure. I know me and you heard all this stuff. You know, you you more earth wind fire than I did, but my dad was a huge fan of the Isley Brothers and had a lot of projects of theirs. <clears throat> so when I got old enough to purchase and was able to find the stuff, I bought a lot of uh, Isley Brothers work. Uh, Unc say uh, the Isley Brothers had more crossover hits than we give them credit for. Because uh, I know we gave them uh, Who's That Lady, It's Your Thing, Harvest for the World. Uh, but I, if I'm missing some, y'all, y'all let me know. What am I missing? <clears throat> Summer Breeze, actually. Summer Breeze was a crossover. But I don't know who originally made Summer Breeze. Because I know, I want to see like Barry Manilow or somebody remade that. Or the Beatles or somebody in the 70s as well. So do the Osley Brothers get credit for making Summer Breeze? I will say they got the my favorite version of the song. Hey, can y'all let us know who who gets credit from uh, creating Summer Breeze? I'm scared that if I do something, I'm gonna lose pledge on this this hotel Wi-Fi signal. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I just I'm excited, man. Let me see what song wins if the Isley Brothers play "Who's That Lady." What song you think Earth on the Fire got to beat that? September. Damn. One of the greatest songs of all time. You think September? So they got to play September? So, yeah, September is top five songs of all time. Okay, so we got September would be Who's That Lady. But what if they play September earlier and then Ron and him with Who's That Lady? Or Summer Breeze, because Summer Breeze is a big deal, too. That was a crossover hit. Big deal. Footsteps in the Dark is... is... Footsteps in the Dark? But I don't know if that's got the crossover appeal like... Uh, Cause September was. Do you remember twenty four? Yeah, that's that's September. Okay, who go? Who had the best slow jam section? The reasons that we're here or between okay. the sheets, or living for the love of you. I think living for the love of you is gonna be an automatic win. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I said it's. it's... Now that I'm thinking about it, it's going to be a little bit close. It's going to be close. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's going to be like 11, 11, 9, 12, 8. It's going to be closer than, 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 what I re- than the knockout that I predicted. Um, it's going to be it's, – the winner's going to have 11 or 12. Like, it's not yeah, gonna it's be not going to be a blowout. Uh, a- I see the chat going up. Uh, September will win. Uh, Carl saying September is like top three of all time. I think we we can agree to that. Uh, Jarrell saying Summer Breeze is his, his jam. Uh, Kareem saying Voyage to Atlantis was really hot, but I don't know who going who gonna to take the win. They're going to have to play that just right. This is going to be like a real space game, boy. Yeah, oh, this is going to be like a real good space game. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Let's Groove tonight going to beat an Osley track. I think that might be when they lose to like it's a cool it's a popular, song, it's a but popular song, but it's not. I don't know if it's gonna have the the the, 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 the firepower because the Isley Brothers got a lot of ballads that, you know, when they get in a ballot bag, I think black people are just gonna let them have all the ballads. Uh, Footsteps in the dark, for the love of you, uh, between the sheets, those are all songs that were like super heavily sampled by rappers, and they the rappers had hits off of those. Uh, what did they cheat and play the R. Kelly songs? That's cheating. You think it's cheating? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you think, what do you think? I like the way you move that body going to do. You think that could win, a, win around for the Islas? Oh, man. Happy Feelings. Woo. No, Happy Feelings is uh, Frankie Beverly Mays. Man, you throwing me off. Stop playing. <laughs> happy Feelings. I'm like, Happy nah. Feelings. But uh, the reasons that we hear, uh, Devotion. Uh, what else? Uh, I don't really think that Earth One to Fight can can kind of keep up when it comes to the the ballads, though. I mean, I feel like Reasons if they played at the right time, that's a win. I don't think it's a gimme. Y'all think Reasons would be an automatic victory in the round? I don't know. Like a lot of people trying to figure out what 
what Earth, Wind, and Fire going to do on the slow jams? It's just reasons and uh, devotion. Devotion, yeah. Uh, I I know there's another one that I'm missing. Uh man. Oh, you can't hide love. That's a jam. I feel like you can't hide love. We'll give our eyes to the brother slow jam some problems. So, uh, you want my love? I bet you. <laughs> Players, you got to make sure the kids do their homework, write some songs down, and they got to learn the lyrics by the, if they want to have a good summer at summer camp. Let me, let me tell you how, um, my kids are, um, whenever I play both Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind & Fire, it's like, they look at me like that, like, why? Like, why? Hey. And I'm like, I, I, I haven't done my job as a... I mean, a you got to pass it on, man. You got to pass it on. Whenever I play it in the car, because one, one, that's, I can play that and not feel guilty or bad about when I'm playing in front of the kids or whatever, because everything is positive and, and, and in love, so... We got we got some some fire comments in the chat, uh. But I, listen, I'm telling you, that's the only reason I want to have kids. So I could brainwash them with the culture. They got to know all Fresh Prince episodes, all Earth, Wind, and Fire hits, all Osley Brother hits. You know what I mean? Stevie Wonder hits. I don't know, man. My kids gonna be like 60 years after the music and still knowing it. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. While he was saying he. He kind of, he kind of, either he don't know, or Earth on the Fire ain't got no fire slow jams that can keep on. Love's Holiday. I just remember that one. Love's Holiday. Yeah. Would you mind? <laughs> I forgot that was the name of it. That was the name. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's up there. That's up there. Uh, we got Shine the Star. I know Shine the Star gonna win, cause that's, that's too big. You don't think Shine the Star automatic win? Uh, Shining Star is you were Shining it's, Star. You know, it's kind of commercial to me, though. But I'm saying, but that's because of how I mean, big it was. People like, people like it. I, I dig. Yeah, it. yeah. It just depends on when they play it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, uh, in the love, stone, love keep your holiday. head to the sky. Loves holiday. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a nice. Now you think they're gonna get Loves Holiday because Steve Harvey and Kings of Comedy and the success of that movie. You think that's going to boost people's love for it because they have like two memories to that? The first yeah. time they heard Love's Holiday and then the Kings of Comedy playing it in the song. Yes. I mean, yeah, because I know that during uh, um, that special or whatever, uh, Steve Harvey broke that one down during, during the, um, you know, during that, that movie or whatever. So, Yo, is After the Love is Gone a separate song from Love Holiday? Yeah, after the love is gone, it's separate. Yeah. Oh man, Wale, we just we got we got five we got five slow jams by Earth Wind and Fire that you gonna have to shake your head at, like you don't know. So, love holiday after love is gone, reason, devotion. Uh, that's four right there. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I that's that's kind of tough. Now we'll say Earth Wind and Fire is a bit more eccentric when it comes to types of music they're willing to make. The Osley Brothers just kind of had their collective, and they were going to give you some ballads, some rock ballads. Earth, Wind & Fire could hit you with some jazz. They could hit you with some orchestra stuff. I don't know what the people are going to do with, with a lot of that stuff. Uh, but I got a couple favorites that I don't think would make it in the versus battle. Like you. Yo, but if they play that uh, on your face tonight, what y'all think? On your face, that's the sample to uh, Party in the Party by Queen B. Y'all think that'll get a victory? Think that'll get a win? I mean, that's the thing. That's how deep they are. I don't even think that. I don't even think that's gonna bust the top twenty. I don't think Serpentine Fire is gonna bust the top twenty. You don't think Serpentine Fire? I don't think it's gonna bust the top. I mean, it honestly to me, that's that's my favorite song. Yeah, but you you're saying in the verses, you don't think it's gonna make it. I don't, think, I don't think it's gonna bust the top twenty. Then let me ask this now, since we talk about hits that we love that, you know, because it's a battle, might not make it because these cats got so many hits. The Osley Brothers got songs like Sensuality and Make Me Say It Again, Girl, and 
you know, for the love of you, them songs that they was deep cuts, but they found their way into the ether for, for the culture. Like sensuality, it was remixed. I mean, uh, sampled by some people. Um, uh, I, I want to say, uh, in the highways of my life was sampled by Fantasia. Y'all think those going to be able to get in the, the top 20? What a love of you is, is definitely. Tough. I mean, I know that, that they got to put that in there. Like they don't put that in there. I'm a, I'm a call shenanigans, <laughs> but you know, those other three or four, like, I don't know y'all. Like y'all, I mean, y'all let us know what y'all think. Some, some deep B side cuts that people actually love, like sensuality by the Osley brothers and you and serpentine fire. I wouldn't call serpentine fire a deep cut, but, uh, what songs y'all think weren't singles but the culture loves them the streets really like those songs because uh what's the the song at your best you are love you know the osley brothers got a lot of great slow jams because at your best you are love you're positive emotive and in my life man let me Yeah. That's why I'm picking the Isley Brothers, bro. Because if they get in their slow jams back, oh, Earth, Wonder Fire, it's, it might be like a mood killer for both sides. Like, Earth, Wonder Fire going to be like trying to keep yeah, it hype so they can win. I was I was feeling confident before this conversation, man, but now I'm a little bit worried. You see? It's it's tough, man. What y'all, hey, what y'all got the score in the, in the chat, y'all? Nobody's putting their score in the chat. I know Jarrell said he got Isley Brothers with the win. But what's the score? Do we think it's going to be like a blowout? Do we think it's going to be a dogfight? Yeah, Man, players going dogfight. I can't see a blowout happening. Honestly, I feel like it's going to be really awkward because I feel like one going to be trying to speed the game up, so to speak, and the other one going to be trying to slow it down. <laughs> 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 I mean, let's, let's be honest. Like, Earth, Wind, and Fire got Shaq in his prime. And, I mean, not, not Earth, Wind, and Fire. The Isley Brothers got Shaq in his prime. And Earth, Wind, and Fire got Steph Curry. And the, the Golden State Warriors, they just jacking up threes and running back. Like, who went in the game? I, we, we know they both get 20 possessions, so <laughs> it's going to be a tough one, ain't it, man? Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Woo, I'm excited. Why do I got myself excited, boy? Huh? I say whoever wins going to win by one or two. That's it. Yeah. It ain't going to be no blowout. But uh, I'm excited, man. We uh, won't want to Okay. Got Earth Wind and Fire by two. Uh, P, Porsche just joined the chat. Porsche, who you got in the, in the verses better than that? Earth Wind and Fire, Isla Brothers, and by how much? And also, what do you guys think would be a dope sleeper cut to come in and still, a, still around? You know what I mean? It's like a three of spades can play at the right time. What's the three of spades in the, in the verses better than that? I'm going with. Highways of your life, sensuality, or make me say it again, girl. Because make me say it again was a sample for the Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony, and also sampled by uh, Naughty by Nature. Um, hey ho, I don't know the name of the song, but anyway, I think that'd be a dope, dope uh, sleeper pick. Girl said he might change his mind mid battle. And pick Earth Wind and Fire based on his mood. Uh appreciate it, Wiley. He said he think I'm on point with that about the dog fight and trying to switch the moves. And uh I don't know, man. Spend the night by the Isleys is a hitter. But as a hitter, if you the dude that's playing the record to the chick, I don't know if that's a hitter for everybody else. <laughs> Spend the night. This night is right with me tonight. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. Listen, man, y'all gonna, y'all gonna make you boys start singing again. Uh, anyway, man, y'all, y'all let us know what you think. Leave a comment for us. Uh, we're gonna try to wrap it up. Hey, man, either way, all of us are gonna win. That, that's, that's, that's the true, uh, gift in all this is that we're gonna yeah, win. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome, man. Uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats negotiated the deal that 
from here on out, the artists that perform in the verses get equity in the dealings that they have with Triller. I don't know about the Peloton deal, but um, it's pretty dope. These guys are getting the paychecks, kind of like stock in a company. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing with the music industry is that before COVID, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they were still touring. Um, so, who who they know, got to replace Philip Bailey? I'm not sure, but I I was looking into it because I I, I definitely want to try to catch them, brother, um, before they uh, hang it up. Um, they were they were in like Vegas for several months um you know kind of doing a residency a residency there and then the other part of the year they were touring and when i went out to vegas they they weren't in vegas at that particular time so um, well it's nice to give them their flowers while they are still with us so um i hope people tune in uh i hope they have a good time I, i know the fans certainly will and uh, I'm just excited to see it, man. Hopefully the food is good and the vibe is better. Without, without, without. So, uh, yeah, man, we uh, appreciate y'all for rocking with us on the Easter Sunday. Thank y'all for uh, rushing home and, and getting out of your pastel and getting into the, the chat with us. So thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. God bless.